Welcome to the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast, your trusted source for simple strategies to improve your mental and physical fitness. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss how you can manage your mental health by practicing mental fitness, building emotional resilience and curiosity to handle life's challenges. We'll also highlight the crucial link between physical fitness and your overall mental well-being. My name is DJ Liguori, and I want you to realize that you are not alone with this challenge. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and welcome to today's episode. All right, sweet. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. My name is DJ Liguori, and we are on episode number 109. And thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to tune in to what we have to say today, because we're going to talk about something that I think is very common amongst a lot of people. And the reason that I say that is because over the past three years, I have had the honor and the pr- and the privilege of working with many different people from high schoolers all the way up to people in their 50s and 60s. And I have noticed a tendency amongst the way that people describe themselves. And that tendency is when they say that they are a perfectionist. And in the beginning, when I first had heard this, I'm like, wow, that's that's very noble. That's that's a really cool thing to be. That means that they have high standards. That means that they want things to be perfect. And then after enough, I think enough times being exposed to it and seeing just how detrimental it could be to somebody's mental health and the way that they kind of connected with other people, then I was like, maybe there isn't, there's something to, to not being a perfectionist, or maybe there's a better way in managing our perfectionist strategies. And so what I want to do today is I want to tell a quick story. And this is something that I want to try and do a better job of moving forward is stories are cool. And I think that I can come up with stories for each one of the podcasts moving forward about connecting it to basically the main idea of what we're going to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about being a perfectionist and how to manage those tendencies of trying to make sure everything's perfect when really we know that at the end of the day, things are not always going to be perfect and perfection can never really even be created, right? Because what does perfection really mean, right? We live in a world of imperfection. We'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into that throughout this episode. But before I jump in, if you find some value out of today's episode or if you have found value or any little nuggets out of anything that we've talked about on this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you give the show a rating or you give it a review. I will uh, read every single review that we get. I look at all the comments. Anytime anybody comments on any of the videos that we ever put out, I always respond back to them because I'm grateful that somebody actually took action towards what we're putting out into the world because maybe it could help you and it could help somebody else in some way that we may never actually know but that's why we actually do it, right? Because we think it could have a positive effect on somebody else. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here today. Let's get to today's episode. All right, so college year, I was in college for this story and I believe I was either a sophomore or a junior. And I was in a marketing class and the project was we basically, the class partnered with local businesses in 
I believe it was like Monroe County. It was actually kind of like a large geographical area. This class partnered with different um, organizations who couldn't necessarily afford or didn't even really know um, how to like create marketing for their businesses. And maybe this was just kind of like through the partnership. Maybe they did know, but it was through the actual class. But nonetheless, we got partnered up with the Catholic Charities of the Finger Lakes. And so this project was basically to create a whole marketing plan for the Catholic Charities of the Finger Lakes and basically present it to the Catholic Charities of the Finger Lakes in our class, as well as in front of the whole remainder of the class. So we basically would be presenting in, prob- in front of probably like 30 to 40 people or so. And so I remember for this for this class, I had a pretty tough teacher. He, he was a pretty disciplined guy, but he was very funny and, and we really enjoyed him, but he was, he was a tough grader. And he put us in a group and I think the groups were kind of random to basically be selected. We had a group of maybe like five to six guys and we then got the Catholic Charities of the Finger Lakes. Now, I remember getting into this group and I was a pretty solid student, um, but I was a solid student because I, I truly believed I worked hard. I don't think school came very naturally to me. Well, I was in a group with, I think, the, the individuals that school came very naturally to them. And I could feel the perfectionism in the group as soon as we kind of started connecting and, and mingling, you could say. And I remember one of the one of the guys in the group, he took lead. He really like, he was like, what are you good at? What are you not good at? And I was like, man, this guy is ready to roll. He is ready to ace this project. I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting kind of excited to, to be a part of this group. And so... I remember like as as time went on, as we were basically creating this project, I was creating like slideshows for him. I was creating like social media stuff. I was creating all these cool graphic designs. I remember I even left Easter break early to come back to college so because I could then use the graphic design programs in on one of the Macs in the design labs. And I remember like working on this project cause, just because I really enjoyed it. I love art and I loved the graphic design element that was required for this project. And so we end up creating this beautiful project, this awesome presentation, and now we have to get ready to basically speak in front of 30 to 40 people. And each one of us kind of had like our four to five slides that we were going to focus on. And I remember very specifically practicing like on my back deck in East Rochester, having my slides out and like talking, like I was talking to like 30 or 40 people. I wish my group members would have saw that. And, uh, and I remember like, you know, really having some energy and having some good body language and really getting into this presentation because I think a part of me, one, I wanted to perform and get a good grade, not only for myself, but I also think I wanted to do it for the group. And specifically, I wanted to do it for one person. And and I'm not going to, one person in the group. And I don't actually don't even remember what this guy's name was, but I could tell that this was really important to him. And I don't know what his background was. I don't know why this project was so important to him. I don't know the grades he needed. Um, I knew, though, from being around this guy in the class that he was a pretty smart guy. Um, But I didn't know him really beyond that. And so we end up coming back together for like the presentation day and these individuals from the Catholic Charities come in. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like They're coming here to basically watch our presentation to them 
of what we think that they could do from a marketing standpoint. And so we give this uh, we, we give this presentation and I think we do a pretty good job of it. And I'm like, man, I was like, that was awesome. And I could see like a couple of the other guys in the group were like, yeah, like that, that was pretty solid. I think we did a good job. And this one guy, this one guy who, who, I, who was really invested into it, it's kind of like, yeah, it was good. And he kind of sat down. And I was thinking, I was like, ah, oh, looks like we didn't meet his expectations. And so we ended up getting the project back and we got around a 90 on this project. And I remember getting the project back and he gave it to us that day, our professor did. Like literally, I think it was like 25 minutes after the presentation. And he gave it to us, and I remember it was around a 90. I don't know exactly what the grade was, but I was like, yes. I was like, that plays. I'm like, that is in. I was super happy. I was I was very ecstatic because it was a big project, and a couple of the other guys in the group were, were happy with it, and that one guy gave it, gave, I literally like handed him the paper. I'm like, we look, we got, you know, whatever the grade was. I think it was like a 90. And he was like, yeah, it's not 100. And I'm sitting there, and the first thing I remember popping into my head was I said, you poor kid. You poor dude. Like, it seems like nothing is going to make you happy unless you got got 100 on this project, which we had a really difficult professor who was supposedly not giving out 100s, barely gave out 95s, and we got close to like a 90. Like, we did pretty good on this. And I realized, like, right there in that moment, like, he couldn't enjoy what was right in front of him. He couldn't enjoy that he was part of a successful group who presented a great marketing campaign to a great organization, yet it wasn't perfect. And that was, I think, when I was thinking of, like, a story to kind of come up with, like, being a perfectionist, that was one of the first things that hit me. Because I remember seeing his face after and like the despair and like the sadness, like he'd failed at something. Yet it was basically the same event that was just being perceived differently by him versus me or the other group members. And I remember like thinking, I was like, man, like what, what's, what is it like to live like this? If you have good things that happen to you and you just don't see it because you think that something better could have happened. And that's when I think it really started to hit me. And so the idea here around being a perfectionist is really about this, um, this idea of you're almost trying to grab something that is unattainable. And when I was kind of going through the, uh, the notes here when I was preparing for this, I said it's kind of like grabbing a, trying to grab a horizon. You'll never be able to fully grab a horizon right? But you'll be able to chase it. And it plays into one of the quotes that we love to, to talk about, especially in our Acres of Diamonds groups or anytime anybody says, oh, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. We always say the pursuit of perfection is noble, yet the expectation of perfection is insane. And so that's a really, really important quote because it's very noble to try to be perfect to try to have high expectations. The definition of being a perfectionist means you have a strong desire to achieve exceptionally high standards and an inclination to be extremely critical of one's own work or performance. That sounds good. 
right? That sounds like it's a very good trait. Yet the second piece to that definition is yet the expectation of perfection is insane. It says here that perfectionists often set unrealistic or excessively demanding goals for themselves and may experience a sense of dissatisfaction even when they achieve impressive results. Just like that that kid in my group, we achieved an impressive result, yet he was still dissatisfied. They may engage in meticulous planning and execution, striving for flawlessness, flawlessness in their endeavors, which sounds good, right? It sounds like a good trait. Yet here's the interesting thing. Perfectionists may experience stress, anxiety, and self-doubt as they often fear making mistakes or falling short of their own high standards. This can sometimes lead to, per- to procrastination or avoidance of tasks. So I once heard a couple weeks ago that perfectionists are just afraid of making mistakes. Because being a human involves making a lot of mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And here is what I think lies within the root of somebody wanting to be a perfectionist. We suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. I heard that from Carl Bryan in an email that I read about a week ago. And it made me think about how our brains and our own thinking can actually create these scenarios these negative projections, that's all within our imagination. It isn't real from a physical standpoint. And we believe that we are going to experience these negative feelings and these negative emotions. If you don't get 100 on this project, you are going to fail this this class. You are then going to drop out of college. You are then going to have this job for the rest of your life and nobody's going to love you anymore. That's a nasty projection, isn't it? When in reality, we got a 90. Or you did a pretty solid job. Or this was 80 to 90% done. And that nasty projection that we created of what would happen if this wasn't perfect never actually comes to the surface. See, perfectionism is this idea that if this is not perfect, this will happen. And then there's this projection that something bad is going to happen. When really, if it's not perfect, do you still think it might be okay? Like it might still work? Maybe. I can tell you this though, the amount of stress and the amount of anxiety that we create if something isn't perfect probably isn't worth it. It's probably not worth the projection that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough if this is not perfect and we hold our hat of validation on getting perfect results when we know we're not always going to get perfect results. So one of the things that I've learned from mentors and coaches that I've I've been working with on this topic and by the way, I don't, I don't even think that I'm truly a perfectionist because I know that I'm a flawed human being. I have a lot of flaws and insecurities and challenges and things that I'm working through all the time. 
just like you are who's listening to this. So I don't want to ever say that I am a perfectionist. Well, at the same time, I do have some damn high standards for myself. And if I don't get them or I don't reach them, here's what I do. These mentors and these coaches who have coached me through these ideas of avoiding perfectionism and still moving forward with the results that we get, look at the situation that's causing you stress or it's causing you anxiety because you weren't perfect in it. And ask yourself, where can I be better to get closer to the result that I want? Where can I be better to get closer to the result that I want? And then remember that you cannot change the past. You can't. You can only control how you respond right now. All right? Where can I be better to get closer to the results that I want? I can't control the past. I can only respond to where I am right now. Now, here is how this idea connects to mental fitness. Because I, I want to... I want to make sure that I'm, I'm highlighting this within each of these episodes of how these ideas connect to mental fitness and why this is so crucial. In the concept of mental fitness, there are five what we like to call sage powers. And the sage part of your brain is basically the part of your brain that is associated with everything positive thinking, everything that makes you feel good, joy, happiness, success, feelings and emotions along those lines. And so the sage part of your brain has five powers, empathize, explore, activate, innovate. And the one that I want to quickly focus on, the navigate power. And each one of these powers has a game that is associated with that power that helps you basically practice that power. And you get used to then shifting to this part of your brain when challenge hits you. So this game for the navigate power is called flash forward. And so basically what, they, what we do is we walk a client or a group of people, whoever might be experiencing the stress of this challenge, imagine you're on the last week of your life and you're sitting in a rocking chair on a nice deck and you're overlooking your yard and you look back on your life and you think about all the things that caused you challenge or the things that stressed you out in that moment or caused you super high, overwhelming levels of anxiety. And you think about how much mental energy you put into those scenarios. And we realize that they almost had no real impact on our lives. We realize that we got a 90 on that project instead of a 100. And because we were a perfectionist in that moment, we created so much stress and anxiety and disappointment in ourselves. And looking back, it was completely not worth it. We could have just been happy in that moment and celebrated with our team, said we did a good job. Hey, if I want to get 100, where can I be better next time? And ask ourselves some good, powerful questions instead of, Look what I didn't achieve. Perfection. Well, no shit. We never can do that. Right? So if we look back on our lives and we think about those moments, 
that causes that negative energy, those negative stressful emotions. And we realize that it really never had that big of an impact moving forward. And don't get me wrong, there are probably some times in our lives that cause us some stress, cause us some anxiety, and they did have a big impact. Yet here's the thing. In one of the past episodes, I talked about us always getting through it. We got through it. When you're sitting in that rocking chair and you're looking back, you're thinking about all the moments of your life, you're not going to remember those little moments of getting the 90 versus the 100, or those little moments of breaking up with somebody in eighth grade and you thought it was the worst thing in the world, or when you lost your job and you thought you were the biggest loser in the world when you ended up getting a job three weeks later. We're going to remember the people, kind of like me remembering that kid who was pissed at the 90 versus the 100. We're going to remember the wisdom that we had acquired from those people. We're going to remember the values that we lived our life by. Right? We're not going to remember that 90 on that project. So let's not let those perfectionist tendencies right now completely derail us. Because looking back, they're probably not going to matter that much. In the end, will this really matter? Will I be okay? Right? I think we sometimes, we like I said, this imagination versus reality, we create these nasty reels in our head of these short-term pains that we're going to feel when really none of it actually comes to fruition. So to wrap this up, I don't know if this is going a little longer than it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. I just kind of just spoke from the heart here a little bit. The next time that we feel those perfectionist tendencies start to arise, right? When you start to get mad, if something isn't perfect, think about yourself looking back on your life, that navigate sage power. In the end, will this really matter? Will I be okay? And where can I be better to get closer to the result that I want? For all those perfectionists out there, I feel for you. I know why. We have high standards. Yet we can't grab that horizon. We're humans. We have flaws. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And we can ask ourselves better questions to manage those mistakes and do better with those mistakes moving forward. So... Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode about being a perfectionist. If you are a perfectionist, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what we talked about today. If you know a perfectionist, send this to them and see if you can save them. All right? Perfectionists can be rigid. See if you can save them. All right? See if you can help them. Right? That's the whole goal around libraries and weight rooms is how we can improve our mental and our physical fitness make progress in those areas. And today, let's see if we can help those perfectionists out there. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you like this, like I said, follow, share, rate, leave a review, send it to somebody, whatever you think is the right thing to do. I'm going to be appreciative of that. 
I definitely will. So thank you for your time. Hope you guys got something out of today's episode and I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, everybody have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. If you received something interesting from today's episode, we would kindly appreciate if you could leave us a rating or review or even share this podcast with someone you believe needs to hear its message. The Libraries and Weight Rooms brand is a division of our parent company, Acres of Diamonds, where we are on a mission to end mental suffering through mental fitness. If you would like to learn more about our mission and support this cause, please visit our website at www.youracresofdiamonds.com. Take care, keep leading, and we will talk to you soon.